Welcome back to the Watering My Plants podcast. This is your host, Bia Marie. I am a mindset and manifestation mentor on a mission to reach as many people and help them um, just connect and reach their highest and truest unlimited potential and power. Uh, Excuse the sirens in the background. I keep trying to record this and and it's like every time I think it's done, they're not they're not gone. So if you hear sirens in the background, I don't know what's going on outside, but I hope everyone's okay. And yeah, here on Water My Plants, we talk all things self-growth. I put an episode out every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, make sure you're following Watering My Plants podcast on Instagram. And if you're listening right now, whether you're on your hot girl walk, on a workout, on your way to work, or on your way home, whatever you're doing, and you're listening to the podcast right now, I want you to stop. I want you to screenshot and share on Instagram that you are listening to the podcast. Um, When you share the podcast, it just helps reach so many other people and like I told you my mission is to reach as many people and just awaken them to their true power and motivate everyone to just reach their highest potential so yeah today's episode we're gonna talk about how to reinvent yourself using self-concept this is one of my favorite concepts to talk about because once I discovered the whole concept of self-concept it was um I mean it's nothing new the things I'm gonna go over are kind of like common sense in a way but it's like sometimes we need a little reminder or a guide to tell us exactly how to go about doing something or just someone who's been through it before and can save you a lot of like confusion and time on your journey and that's why I'm here so without further ado let's go ahead and get into today's topic so I'm going to um I'm going to define self-concept and then go over like the main components if you will of self-concept like what makes up your self-concept so self-concept refers to an individual's perception of themselves so this includes their beliefs values abilities and personality traits and it can be seen as a mental construct that shapes how we view ourselves and influences our behavior and interactions with the world around us self-concept has three key components number one is self-image This refers to the mental picture that we have of ourselves. So this includes our physical appearance, personality, and social identity. Number two is self-esteem. This is our overall evaluation of ourselves and our worthiness. It can be influenced by our achievements, relationships, and feedback from others. And lastly, number three is self-efficiency. I can never I can never say words sometimes self-efficiency oh my gosh I don't even know why I try to use big words but this is our belief in our ability to complete tasks and achieve our goals so 
It's often influenced by our past experiences and can impact our motivation and success in future endeavors. So understanding these three components of self-concept is really crucial in developing a strong and positive self-concept, which can lead to personal growth and reinvention. Next, I want to go over the importance of self-awareness in the process of reinventing ourselves. Um, Self-awareness is just crucial. It's a crucial component of reinventing ourselves, and it involves understanding our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. So being self-aware allows us to, um, you know, really identify our thoughts, um, no, not our thoughts, our strengths and weaknesses. Um as well as our values and beliefs and helps us realize how these things have influenced our past. Um, So without self-awareness, it can be really challenging to know like what changes we need to make in ourselves and our lives. So yeah, that, you know, being aware of ourselves and being able to, you know, kind of look back on our past and the patterns and, and certain things, um, you know, cycles that repeat in our lives that helps us, you know, kind of gauge where we're at as far as our self-concept and, you know, really helps you also determine like where it is that you want to go. So that's a really good place to start. Self-awareness also empowers us to be honest with ourselves about what we want to change and why we want to change it. So it helps us to identify the barriers that may have hindered our process, um, our progress in the past and how we can overcome them. Um, and mostly self-awareness helps us to avoid repeating the same mistakes and behaviors that have led to our problems in the past. Um, in the process of reinventing ourselves, self-awareness is vital to the identity. Um, it identifies the areas of our lives that we want to change and how we want to transform ourselves. So it allows us to align our actions, behavior, goals, and objectives with our core values and beliefs. And from there, we can create a more meaningful and fulfilling life. So yeah, that um, is really a really important part of the whole process of reinventing yourself and learning more about your self-concept because you know that self-awareness again is just really going to allow you to be honest with yourself and just see things you know whenever you're doing this type of like inner work or shadow work or you know anything like that then it's really important also to remember that this is just for you like this isn't a private notebook or, you know, I use my iPad, like it's password protected or, you know, if you want to hide your notebook and you don't want anyone to see it, like it's just for you. So it doesn't have to be, you know, perfect or, you know, you don't have to sugarcoat certain things. Like if you know that sometimes you're the drama, you're the problem, then, you know, really reflect on that. And now, you know, going forward, not to be that way you know so I want to also explain how self-concept shapes our behavior choices and our perception Um, it really plays a significant role in shaping our you know everyday lives the the 
world and the reality that we see around us. Um, So I want to, you know, briefly describe how it affects each um, area of our lives. So with our behavior, number one, our self-concept influences how we act and behave in various situations. It acts as sort of a filter um, through which we interpret and respond to the world around us. For example, if someone sees themselves as shy and lacking confidence, um, then they may avoid social interactions and appear withdrawn. On the other hand, if someone views themselves as outgoing and social, they are more likely to engage in social activities and interact with others. So in this way, self-concept guides our behavior by influencing the choices that we make and the actions we take. Number two is, like I just mentioned, choices. Our self-concept affects the choices we make in different areas of our lives. It shapes our preferences, beliefs, and values, um, which guide our decision-making process. For instance, if someone has a positive self-concept and high self-esteem, they are more likely to pursue opportunities that align with their skills and interests. And on the contrary, if someone has a negative self-concept and low self-esteem, they may feel more unworthy of certain opportunities and restrict themselves from taking risks or pursuing goals. So with that, self-concept influences our choices by shaping our confidence, aspirations, and belief in our abilities. Lastly, number three is perception. Self-concept also impacts the way we perceive ourselves and the world around us. It acts as a lens through which we interpret events, situations, and other people's actions. So our self-image, self-esteem, and self-wellness all contribute to our overall perception. If someone has a positive self-image and high self-esteem, They may perceive themselves as capable individuals who can overcome challenges. And on the contrast, if someone has a negative self-image and low self-esteem, they may perceive themselves as inadequate or unworthy, leading to more pessimistic view of their abilities and potential. So because of this, self-concept influences our perception by shaping the lens which we interpret and make sense of the world. So, yeah, so, you know, self-concept really does, you know, significantly shape our behavior by influencing the choices we make and how we perceive ourselves and the world around us. And it serves as a foundation for our thoughts, feelings and actions, which impacts our overall attitudes, beliefs and behaviors. So by understanding and managing our self-concept, We have the opportunity to shape our behavior, make empowered choices, and develop more positive and meaningful perception of ourselves and our lives. Um, Limiting beliefs is another thing that, you know, really ties into our self-concept, self-image, all of that. Um limiting beliefs, negative self-talk, and 
other you know cognitive distortions can significantly hinder personal growth and development um here are the most common ones number one the most common limiting belief is all or nothing basically this type of thinking is categorized by seeing things as either black or white with no gray in between it can lead to rigid standards and unrealistic expectations that can limit our progress and lead to feelings of failure and disappointment um number two catas <laughs> i don't know why i use big words if i cannot pronounce them sometimes but catastrophize (laughs) basically making everything a catastrophe so it involves anticipating the worst possible outcome in a situation regardless of the evidence so basically you just assume the worst and you expect the worst because in your mind you know probably things have never worked out for you so now you are just on autopilot so now when new opportunities and new things um you know present themselves you're just like no like there's no no like you're you already crossed it out um so this kind of self um negative self-talk can create anxiety and stress which can interfere with you know your personal growth and progress the number three most common is self-blame Holding ourselves responsible for things that are not necessarily our fault can restrict personal growth. Um, Negative self-talk often reflects a tendency to self-blame, which highlights, you know, our perceived shortcomings and quote-unquote weaknesses. Number four is overgeneralization. Um, Overgeneralization involves taking one negative experience or event and applying it to all aspects of life. So kind of how I had mentioned earlier how, okay, this happened or, you know, let's say you've had three or four, you know, toxic relationships or, you know, fuck boys in your life. And now you just assume that every guy you meet after that is going to be the same, which is kind of how I was before, but this kind of thinking can lead to negative self-talk believing that everything is going wrong and is doomed for failure number four is uh no number five is self-doubt self-doubt is a limiting belief that can significantly hinder your personal growth this belief that one is not good enough or capable enough to achieve their goals can lead to self-sabotage number six is perfectionism seeking perfection in everything we do can result in feelings of pressure strength and anxiety stress and anxiety not strength it can lead to crippling negative self-talk as anything less than perfect can feel like a failure and then lastly number seven comparison the tendency to compare ourselves to others can be a significant limiting belief Negative self-talk can develop as we compare ourselves to others, feeling either inferior or inadequate. So, yeah, limiting beliefs and negative self-talk can really hinder your self-growth and your development. It can create self-defeating patterns of thought and behavior that can limit our potential creativity and actually block us from pursuing our dreams so 
by coming aware of these by becoming aware of these patterns and replacing them with more positive and empowering thoughts we can make significant strides towards personal growth and development so identifying and challenging these limiting beliefs and the negative self-talk it can be difficult but it's essential for personal growth and development so here are some strategies to help identify and challenge these beliefs Um, number one is mindfulness practicing mindfulness can help you identify negative self-talk and limiting beliefs it involves paying attention to your thoughts without judgment and observing them as they come and go. So basically just allow them to be a cloud in the sky, like just as you would be watching it pass, you can you know, do the same with your thoughts. You don't have to attach yourselves to them or you know, claim those thoughts like, oh, this must be me. I had heard this one saying, cause I watched like a lot of like, you know, self-development like videos and just content in general, I consume a lot. So I heard this one quote on a video that was like, we are not our thoughts. We, uh, oh. <laughs> now I blanked out on it. I, ha- I was so confident. We are not our thoughts. I think it said like, we're not even the thinker. And that shit like blew my mind. I'm going to run it back. So you are not your thoughts. You are not even the thinker what like that part (laughs) but anyway um where was I I'm telling you guys I always have to like look down on my notes okay okay yeah so paying attention to your thoughts without judgment observing them as they come and go so this can help you identify patterns of negative thinking limiting beliefs and allowing you to challenge them with healthier um, and more rational thoughts next uh, number two is cbt if you haven't heard of cbt it's a cognitive behavior therapy Um, it's a form of psychotherapy that helps you recognize and change maladaptive patterns of thinking and behavior so it can help you identify negative self-talk challenging limiting beliefs and reframe them in a more positive light moving on to number three is reframing reframing involves looking at a situation from a different perspective it's about examining our negative self-talk and reframing it in a more positive light for example instead of saying i'm not good enough a more positive reframe would be I'm doing my best in this situation. Uh, Number four is positive affirmations. Positive affirmations can help reprogram negative self-talk. They involve repeating positive statements to yourself to counter the negative thoughts. An example of a positive affirmation is I am worthy and capable of achieving my goals. Number five, seeking support. Seeking support from a trusted friend, family member, or therapist can help you challenge your limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. They can provide a different perspective on the situation and offer encouragement and positive feedback. Number six, practicing self-compassion. Practicing self-compassion involves treating yourself with kindness, understanding, and acceptance when faced with setbacks or failures. 
It requires recognizing that everyone makes mistakes and that our growth and development are a process that requires patience, persistence, and effort. And then lastly, but not least, because it's my favorite, is journaling. Writing down your negative self-talk and limiting beliefs can help you identify the patterns and challenge them. By recording them, you can examine their validity and, um, you know, and evidence for the belief. It can also help you identify triggers for negative thoughts and patterns of behavior. So, yeah, identifying and challenging limiting beliefs and the self-talk is crucial for personal growth and development. It does require practicing mindfulness, using, you know, CBT techniques, reframing, affirmations, support, compassion, journaling, all of it. But striving to transform negative self-talk into healthier and rational thoughts will help empower you to live a more fuller and more meaningful life. So, yeah, I want to kind of guide you guys into how to assess your current self-concept and redefine it. Um, Focusing on your values, strengths, and passions. Assessing and redefining our self-concept can help us build a better sense of who we are and what we want in life. So some steps you can take to assess and redefine your self-concept are to identify your values. You can start by listing the values that are not important to you. These could include things like Uh, that are most important to you, not not important to you, (laughs) that are most important to you. So these could include things like honesty, respect, compassion, creativity, spirituality, and then reflect on why these values are important to you and how they shape your decisions and behavior. Next, you can identify your strengths. Think about the things that come naturally to you um, or that you enjoy doing. These might include specific skills like writing or public speaking or, you know, broader strengths like empathy, perseverance, problem solving. So pay attention to how you use these strengths in your daily life and how they contribute to your sense of purpose and fulfillment. Next, you'll identify your passions. So consider the activities or subjects that make you feel most energized and engaged. These might include hobbies or interests like music, sports, or cooking, um, maybe even larger goals or causes that you deeply care about. So think about how you can incorporate more of these passions into your daily life and how they can guide your career or personal development. Next, you can revisit your self-concept. So with these three elements in mind, Take some time to reflect on how you currently think of yourself. So do you see yourself as someone who embodies your values, strengths, and passions? Are there areas where you feel disconnected from these aspects of yourself? Think about ways you can adjust your self-concept to better align with your true identity and aspirations. And then lastly, start taking action. Use the newfound understanding of yourself to guide your goals and actions. Make choices that align with your values and seek out opportunities that allow you to use your strengths and pursue activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. 
remember that building a strong self-concept is an ongoing process. So just be open to learning and growing along the way. You know, personal reinvention is all about making positive changes in our lives by focusing on our desires, goals, and aspirations. One of these most crucial aspects of this process is um, setting realistic goals and creating an action plan that helps us achieve these goals. So some reasons why this is important are because it provides focus and direction So by setting realistic goals and creating an action plan, it helps to focus your efforts and energy on specific tasks and outcomes. It provides you with direction and a sense of purpose, which helps to stay motivated and on track. It also increases motivation. So when we have a clearly defined goal and a plan to achieve that goal, we tend to feel more motivated and inspired. So this helps us to overcome any obstacles or challenges that may arise and gives us the confidence to keep pushing forward. Also, creating a sense of accountability. Having a plan in place can help to stay accountable and um, it can help you stay accountable to yourself, not only yourself, but to others. And it allows you to track your progress and see like how far you've come and it can really be a powerful motivator also it helps to build confidence so achieving your goals no matter how small can help build your confidence and self-esteem this can be particularly important if we are attempting to reinvent ourselves in a significant way as it can help us to believe in ourselves and our ability to change and then lastly it also provides sort of a roadmap for success it you know setting realistic goals and creating an action plan can help create a roadmap for success by breaking larger goals down into smaller achievable steps you can create a clear path um, forward that helps you reach your desired destination so yeah setting realistic goals and Creating an action plan is really an essential aspect of, you know, trying to reinvent yourself. It helps to provide focus, motivation, accountability, confidence, and that roadmap for success and making it an integral part of the process. So building new habits and embracing change can always be challenging, but here's some advice on how you can make the process easier. Number one, you can start small. So when it comes to building new habits, it's important to start small. This means choosing, you know, maybe one or two habits to focus on at a time and then breaking them down into manageable steps. By starting small, you are more likely to be successful and build momentum over time. Next, be consistent. Consistency is essential when it comes to building new habits This means committing to your new habit every day or on a regular schedule. It can be helpful to track your progress or use a habit tracker app to stay on track. Also, find accountability. Finding someone to hold you accountable can be incredibly helpful in building new habits. 
This could be a friend, family member, or a coach who can offer guidance and support along the way. Also embrace discomfort. Change can be uncomfortable, but it's important to remember that discomfort is a natural part of the process. And so by embracing discomfort, you can learn to accept it and move it, uh, like move through it rather than trying to avoid it. Celebrating your wins, no matter how small, can help reinforce new habits and keep you motivated to continue. Make sure to make time to acknowledge and celebrate your progress along the way. Also, practice self-compassion. It's important to be kind and gentle with yourself throughout this process of building new habits and embracing change. So remember to practice self-compassion and treat yourself with kindness and understanding. Building new habits and embracing change can be challenging, but with all of these tips, you can make the process easier and more manageable. Remember to start small, be consistent, Find accountability, embrace discomfort, and celebrate all of your wins no matter how big or small, and just be kind to yourself along the way. Self-confidence and self-compassion are also really closely related concepts that often go hand in hand. Um, When we have self-esteem and self-compassion, we tend to feel more confident. Oh my gosh, the, the... Um, stuff in the background I feel like something happened well obviously something happened outside the sirens I don't know if you guys can hear it it's distracting a little bit anyway when we have high self-esteem and self-compassion we do tend to feel more confident resilient and resilient and capable of dealing with life's challenges so some strategies to help boost your self-esteem and cultivate self-compassion are number one practice self-care self-care is an important aspect of boosting self-esteem and cultivating self-compassion so this includes engaging in activities that make you feel good such as exercise meditation or spending time with loved ones next number two challenge negative self-talk Negative self-talk can be damaging to self-esteem and self-compassion. It's important to challenge these negative thoughts and replace them with a positive self-talk. So this can be done through journaling, affirmations, or talking to a trusted friend or even a therapist. Also make sure to practice gratitude. Practicing gratitude can help shift your focus from negative thoughts to positive ones. Um, By cultivating a sense of gratitude for the things in your life, you can boost your sense of self-worth and self-compassion. Also, number four, embrace imperfection. Perfectionism can be a barrier to self-esteem and self-compassion. It's important to embrace imperfection and realize that mistakes and setbacks are a normal part of a human experiment. Number five, create a support system. So having a strong support system can be incredibly helpful when it comes to boosting self-esteem and cultivating self-compassion. This can include friends, family members, or a therapist who can offer guidance and support when you need it. Number six, practice mindfulness. Of course, mindfulness can help 
become more aware of your thoughts and feelings, which can be helpful when it comes to cultivating self-compassion. So by practicing mindfulness, you can learn to observe your thoughts without judgment and develop greater self-awareness and self-acceptance. Boosting self-esteem and cultivating self-compassion are important for our overall well-being and can be achieved through a variety of strategies. Um, You know, I listed some before, but if there are any, you know, other ones that work for you, you know, or if you want to just kind of try these out and see which ones resonate best for you, um, yeah. Reinventing yourself can be challenging, as I've mentioned this entire podcast, (laughs) but Developing the resilience is an essential part of this process and it can help you bounce back from setbacks and, you know, maintain a positive mindset and stay committed to your goals. So I wanted to kind of go over some techniques for developing resilience and bouncing back from setbacks in the you know process of reinventing yourself. So number one is to cultivate a growth mindset. A growth mindset is the belief that our abilities and qualities are not fixed and can be developed with effort and practice. By cultivating a growth mindset, we can view setbacks as opportunities for growth and learning rather than failures. Number two is practice self-compassion. Self-compassion involves being kind and understanding towards ourselves when we experience setbacks and failures. By practicing self-compassion, we can reduce negative self-talk and increase our ability to bounce back from setbacks. Next, number three, build a support network. I've mentioned it so many times. Building your support network of friends, family members, or mentors who can provide encouragement, guidance, and feedback can help us stay resilient and motivated in the face of setbacks. Number four, set achievable goals. Setting achievable goals that are aligned with your values and passions can help stay motivated and focused on the reinvention process. By breaking down those larger goals into smaller, more imaginable steps, it can also help you stay resilient in the face of setbacks. Number five, learn from those setbacks. Viewing setbacks as opportunities for growth and learning can help you stay resilient and bounce back from situations. So by reflecting on, you know, our setbacks and identifying what we can learn from them, we can continue to grow and develop in the reinvention process. Number six is practice mindfulness. I keep talking about it, but it is so important to quiet down your mind, the chatter. I told you guys on one of the last episodes that if you like look up how many thoughts we think in a day, you're going to be shook like because it's so many. So you have to quiet down. And like I said, most of those are like subconscious thoughts. So you're not even aware that they're there, you know, so mindfulness meditation breath work journaling all of these things help you to like quiet down your mind quiet down the chatter and really just like be in a receiving mode rather than like feeling like a 
chicken with its head cut off you know like you have to be so many places and oh my god now i have to try to figure out how to like reinvent you know i'm trying to like come back from the situation i want to start fresh i want to start a new journey you know there's so many reasons that people like want to reinvent themselves or have a fresh start or whatever you know whether you just got out of a relationship or you just left a job or you know you just moved across the country or to a different state like there are so many you know reasons that someone would just be like you know what fuck this like I'm just gonna wake up today and just be somebody else because why the fuck not like this world is literally like a playground you know it's meant to be a playground we were meant to come here and be abundant and basically just create and have every single thing we want so that's why it's important to me to like preach these things to you guys because yeah like I know that there's someone out here listening right now who doesn't know these things you know I didn't know it for um like 25 years of my life so yeah if I can reach someone before then that would be great because then it leads so much you know more time to you know perfect and master you know getting our mindset right and learning how to co-create with the universe and manifest the life of our dreams right so yeah I just want you know as we journey through life it's important to remember that growth and continuous learning should be you know an essential part of our daily routine life is full of opportunities to learn and grow and it's up to us to seize those opportunities one way to do this is through self-reflection you know taking time to reflect on our experiences um, successes and failures can help us gain really valuable insight into ourselves and our journey Um, By reflecting on our experiences, we can identify areas where we need to grow and learn and set goals that align with our passions and aspirations. Embracing new experiences is another powerful way to foster growth and learning. And trying new things can help us step outside of our comfort zone, broaden our perspective and open new doors of opportunity. By embracing new experiences, we can learn new skills, meet new people, and expand our horizons in ways that we never thought possible. So seeking continuous growth and learning is a lifelong journey. It's a journey that requires us to be open-minded, curious, and willing to take risks. But the rewards that come from this journey are immeasurable. And by continuously seeking to grow and learn, we can become the best versions of ourselves and achieve our goals and lead the most fulfilling life. So I just want to encourage you today to take a moment to reflect on your journey and identify areas where you can grow and learn and then embrace new experiences, step outside of your comfort zone and explore the endless possibilities that life has to offer, you know. There's so much more to life than, you know, these damn nine to fives and, you know, all of the things that we've been doing that haven't been, you know, fulfilling us or, you know, like I sometimes like whenever I would be at my nine to five, I would always think like, could I see myself doing this in another five or 10 years? Like, and the answer was no, not that 
there was anything wrong with the jobs I was doing. You know, I was always in, you know, like cushy, like office jobs, thanks to God. But um, it's just like not where I wanted to be because I wasn't free to, you know, do anything. You know, we're we're such um, slaves almost to the system of, you know, you go to school and you know school prepares you for more school and then that school prepares you for a job but no one really prepares you for life you know and I mean I know with life it's like a learn as you go type of thing but I don't know I just feel like if there's someone that has experienced you know things and can save me time or a headache or you know crying or wasting my time you know doing things a certain way because they've done it that way and you know they've come out on the other side it's like I'm always willing to learn from those people because I'll be damned if I'm out here you know wasting my time you know making mistakes but it's like even mistakes are inevitable and like bumps in the road and all of these things are inevitable it's just how you you know pivot from them and you know how you continue to go forward so yeah with all that being said I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode I you know love talking about this type of stuff and yeah like I said make sure that you if you're listening you share um on instagram tag watering my plants podcast follow watering my plants podcast on instagram and if you made it all the way to the end of the podcast i want you to follow right now on wherever you're listening go ahead and follow so you can get notified whenever i post new podcast (laughs) i know that was not political politically correct how I said that but whenever I upload a new episode is what I meant um yeah I upload every Tuesday and Thursday um make sure you follow me as well on Instagram and all the social medias I have two accounts going right now I'm trying to condense it all into the Bia Marie so I can have like an official like you know handle Um, but I have to kind of wait because I like have multiple profiles and I changed my name on one of them. So I have to wait. It's going to basically, it's going to be at the Bia Marie. That's T-H-E-B-I-A-M-A-R-I-E. That's going to be like my main only page. But right now it's B Marie HTX. That's B-M-A-R-I-E-H-T-X on Instagram and other social medias, Pinterest, um, TikTok, what else? Everything. Like you'll find if you if you search B Marie HTX, you'll find me on everything, really. Until I switch it to the B Marie. I don't know why I just made it complicated, but yeah. And if you'd be so kind as to also leave us a five-star review. I um, 
you know, I love making these episodes for you guys and I love hearing the feedback that you guys send me in my messages. I would love if you guys would, you know, share that here on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening so that others can see how great the podcast is. We're still growing. We're still getting in the hang of all this, but I appreciate you guys for being here and for supporting me so far. And yeah, I'll see you guys on the next episode. I'll see you guys Thursday and bye.